Excellent sound checks. Great checks. Good checks. How we sounding out there, Radio Land? Fantastic. Welcome to another on. episode. As you can tell, we're filling time, but lucky <laughs> for you, we're just that good. Award-winning, even. Yeah. Welcome to uh, part two. Of the Ramon episode. It's happening. Uh, we covered some uh, uh, interesting ground. We covered, we talked about, uh, uh, fucking growing in comedy, changing. We talked about everything, man. We talked about being black. Yes. We talked about Lorraine County a little bit. We talked about fucking the home of nothing. Steal that. Of the, three of the greatest <laughs> things that ever happened in Lorraine County were on the podcast just last week. <laughs> in no particular order. I mean, we know I'm the best. We know I'm the best. We know I'm the best. Uh-uh. Also, eat my butt. Um, so. Well said, James. Thanks. Um, it's another episode of TC's Devils Part 2. Yeah. Of um, course. Wilson gets burned. Um, <laughs> burn, <laughs> hot burns. I mean, I was. It was funny. It was. Yeah, yeah I, I did not not laugh at it. So. It was funny. No, <laughs> this is like it's still funny. We talk about serious stuff more because, but because life is serious, but we're still funny because it's easier to be funny, I guess. Yeah, it's or scary. I was saying the other day that's like. Uh, good things only happen to bad people, which means that uh, bad things only happen to good people. You know what I mean? That's because, deep, man. No, because it's easier. <laughs> it's easier to be bad than oh, yeah. it is to be good. Yeah. And like, why wouldn't the reward for being bad be something amazing? Like, if you cheat, you usually win the race. You know what I mean? Like, what happens? <laughs> <laughs> nice guys. Well, sometimes class. you get caught. Like years down the line, if, you got to live that shit. If you down. cheat every time. Statistics say you can't get caught every time. <laughs> so when you do get away with it, it's probably wonderful. But if you're just good all the time, if you just do right, what happens? Probably sucks a lot. Yeah. I mean, but I don't. I don't know. It's not. What does that mean? What does, that doesn't mean go out there and start being bad. I hope. I hope that people would listen to my words. Wilson keeps me a good person. That's part of the dynamic here on TC. <laughs> Because <laughs> while I'm dreaming of what's the difference between good and bad, as I just, uh, you know, transform. <laughs> Fuck it. 
I need to send him back here for free. I'm going to go and see if I'm going to go. I got you, bro. Um, Wilson. Yeah. What happened to you this week? I had a strange encounter with my Chinese delivery driver. Chinese delivery man? Yeah, he delivers the Chinese food. Not Chinese, though. Dude himself is not Chinese. He is white. Okay. So I get Chinese food a lot because I like Chinese food and I eat like garbage. So, mm-hmm. um,. I was ordering Chinese food, and it's normally this Chinese dude. He calls from a New York number. I know it every time. I pick up the phone. So many Chinese people. Like, I wonder how (laughs) many phones in the world belong to Chinese people. That are New York numbers? Probably all of them. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so, like, I would normally just go get it from that guy, tip him, go upstairs, and there would be nothing weird about the transaction. Okay. Okay. But, uh... (laughs) This new guy, they got this new guy delivering, and he's kind of like sketchy looking, like this white. sketchy looking white dude, yeah. Mama. And he's like, really? He talks like this, yeah. And <laughs> what? It's a creepy ass voice. He's just the creepiest looking pale dude. It, it, I don't know what the fuck his name is, but the first time I got the food from him, I like walked down the stairs. Normally, they just stay in the lobby, mm, and I'll just normal. go into the lobby, pay them, and walk back into my apartment. I open the door for him, and he just, like, pushes me back into the... Like, not pushes me, but guides me back. Start stepping... Yeah, like, like into me, and I'm, like, going back. I'm like, what the fuck is hey, this dude doing? And he's like, I got your food. And then, like, I'll hand it to me, and then I gave him the money. He's like, thanks a lot, and then he just walks out. He's got this weird, like, Jack Nicholson weird but meth thing going on. Okay. Second time, I ordered Chinese food from there. Like, you normally can't get in my apartment without a key. Yeah. He somehow bypassed the door. And he got, directly, he got directly, he got directly into the, the complex. Yeah. And he was like, there was a knock at my door and I like, get up. I go open the door and he just pulls up the bag and he's like, yum, 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 yum. What the fuck? <laughs> Why? So I just gave him the money. Did you and kill I, him? No, I gave him the money. I took the bag and I walked back. I made sure I made eye contact with him the whole time walking back <laughs> into my apartment. Away from the door. Yeah, I backed away from dude, and then I locked the fucking door and I just stood in my kitchen for like two minutes. It was terrifying, <laughs> man. Now I gotta go get a new Chinese delivery place. You're gonna go home, he's gonna be there. I feel like he's gonna be everywhere now. Like I can't I won't be able to escape him. And like that's the thing. What if like the international isn't all that in. bad? That was a recommendation what? of yeah, past guest Josh Morrow. It's cheap. It, they deliver. I bet that guy talks totally different to Josh. Oh no, dude! I don't. He's like, hey, this, what's up, no, this guy's. A, <laughs> he sees you and he's like, yum, dude. Yum. This guy's fucking fried, man. <laughs> he's so fucking fried. Yum yum. That's creepy. Like, you need a new Chinese delivery guy. Dude, I need a. You need a Chinese Chinese delivery. But I don't want to do because I don't think that's good. <clears throat> I like a Yeah, but you're a little closer to it. I don't know if I, I'm in their delivery range. How are you not? Because I'm on the west end of Lakewood. Like so am I. But like deeper than you. Like I'm on the border by like Rocky River and shit. What are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um Yeah, man, fucking the CC's uh, devils, Jevin Wilson, obviously the fucking condor himself. We're here. Oh my god, I'm so happy. Listen, I can't believe this. There's no paprika. What are we what gonna are do? We, it's ruined. The, the potato salad isn't gonna be the same. The potato James. salad, forget about the it. The potato salad isn't gonna be any good. What am I gonna do with these deviled eggs? And you know, Margaret can't make a cheese ball to save a life. 
you invited that fucking shiksa Margaret yes, over I my house on Passover. Yes, I invited Margaret over her house. On Passover. Over to your house, yes. Of all days. I think you guys need to make up. I'm not making up with that goyle. It will be easy. You don't have to think about it too listen, much. Listen, listen. Look. You're overcomplicating you the situation. Have struggled and strived for thousands of years for you to just invite chicks over and me to run out of paprika on Passover? I will go to the store and I will get paprika. You can't drive. It's the holy days. Oh, I walk there. There's a corner. It was two blocks away. <laughs> <laughs> I broke completely. It's two blocks away. It, it ain't but two blocks. I gotta get this two block blacks. Two blacks. Two blacks. It's two blacks away. Two blacks away. That's what we should call the alternative. The fucking unedited what? dark podcast we start doing. Two blocks away. Yeah, Wilson. Didn't you get a new Twitter though? Now that our accents have devolved. Yeah, I got a new. I made a Twitter. I thought of the name Neil deGrasse Dyson, mm. and my buddy Dave said space is a vacuum. So I made a Twitter to post that. Hell yeah. So we could make a stake a claim on it. Don't you already have a Twitter? I did, but I don't know what the password is to it because I made it like four years ago to claim the handle Narzapan. Never tweet Narzapan. You guys hear that? No, do it. I'm going to be like, I will be non existent on Twitter. <laughs> Oddly, for being on a podcast, <laughs> I think none of the shit I really have to say when I'm like at home is that interesting. I was listening to Larry Wilmore and he kind of does the same thing where he just turns off the news sometimes or like when people are talking about shit all the time. I'm just I'm just not going to chime in because fuck it. You just want to kill. No, I just don't want to kill. I just I have the ability to turn it off where it's just like I I don't take anything, Mm. anything on Facebook seriously. Like I'll because read the newspaper. Or? <laughs> Pretty much. Like Man, remember when Mark Zuckerberg looked like fucking data? <laughs> Dude, he was so Dude, I was watching that whole thing. That? Oh my god, I started crying. That nigga looked exactly like data. Uh I got to a point though where it was just like the questions they were asking, because it was the first round, not the one where they were grilling yeah. him, but the one where nobody knew what the hell was going on. Mm-hmm. So it's just sitting there and I'm like Swahili. <laughs> So you you mean to say when I'm going to put, if I'm going to put my email as how I'm going to get in with my password is the same email and password I'm using. You mean to tell me Facebook's going to have that information? Duh, stupid. <laughs> Duh, stupid. Of course, of, like, why wouldn't those nerds, when they set up a Facebook account with their email address, obviously everyone uses the same fucking password for their emails <clears throat> everything else. Yeah. Because we live in a stupid world and our brains are dying. <laughs> fucking, so, of course, some fucking nerd that dropped out of Harvard is going to fucking immediately try and match their fucking password with Facebook to their fucking the yeah. email they used. And nine times out of ten, it probably works. But, like, when it doesn't work, he's not like, oh, shucks. But when it does work, that nigga's fucking looking through your emails like a motherfucker. <laughs> Not only is he looking through them, he probably has like a fucking special mind set up to find all the fucking, like when you type Brazier into your iPhone. Do you think that's how his eyes work? That's why his eyes when are so When they process information? <laughs> He's seen so many titty pics online that he can't take it no more. That's why he looks like that. That dude's seen shit you can't unsee. He's seen shit imagine. that'll turn you white. He is very pale. That's why he's seen some he's shit. Like, he's like, he's like almost like a grayish white. Like he could survive looking into the Ark of the Covenant. Who? 
Zuckerberg. He probably already has it. In yeah, that's house. what it is. That's like his. That's his face <laughs> is the everlasting sucking, yeah. trauma. Yeah, dude. What if they're breaking off pieces? Your of face will remain as so. <laughs> I bet Mark Zuckerberg broke off one of the handles of the Covenant and just sat right on. It. <laughs> ah! ah, the lights coming out of his pee hole. There's no reason. <laughs> There's no reason that nerd ass motherfucker didn't get. Beat He's up. got like lead in line pants because the light is still emitting. Didn't he like, like he, his whole fucking like rise to fucking money is like based off of him, his nerdish fucking 2003 bitch boy, broke boy ass, fucking not getting beat up by two twin jocks. <laughs> like, how soft money are these fucking Harvard people that they can't scrap these? It's just like, it's two on one. They couldn't just yeah. beat this kid up. Could, they didn't have enough money to make him disappear yet. Like, what the fuck is this? Sad. Failing whites. Even white people aren't doing shit right anymore. Oh man, world's going crazy. World going goddamn going crazy. goddamn out of his mind. And that's why we're fucking here on TC's Doubles, man. Yeah, the final of the Ramon Rivas episode. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Feelings. Yeah, we talk about feelings. Um, do we talk about any foods? No, uh, we didn't talk about food. We didn't talk about food. That'll be, that'll be the next culinary episode. Yeah, the food. App. We yeah. talk. Uh, we talk about fucking. You know, we talk about all kinds of shit. We talk about growth. Hormones, growth hormones. I'm trying to do steroids now. Yeah, Ramon said he's going to start taking HGH. Yeah, I'm going to get super swole. He's going to use my guy, so that's cool. Call me Swolbraham Lincoln. Shout out Consuelo, my dude. (laughs) If you guys need any good, like, growth pills, I got you, man. Mexican ephedra. I saw LeBron James leaving there. Uh, I did not see Kyle Corver because it was daytime, and he happens to be Lestat, the Dark Prince. (laughs) So... <laughs> that nigga look like Lestat. Dude, he's a vampire, man. Yeah. We tell stories. LeBron, t- er, Le- LeBron is gonna win the championships. We're fucking. Here's the episode. He fucking cucks. Who cares about anything but us? You guys want to talk about Syria? <laughs> oh. Man, Ramon, you live in a blue state now. Um, I mean, yeah. Ohio used to be blue. Ohio is always like right on the edge. It's always weird when you see like Confederate shit in Ohio. Doesn't no, make any doesn't. sense. But there's a lot of it. Yeah, I know. What you, it's wrong, dude. It's fucked up. Like I think based on playing baseball and doing tournaments, I've seen a lot of it. I just I had the opportunity to run into a couple younger uh, uh, a younger black gentleman, and I was talking to him about Confederate flags, and I was like, "Why do they sell Confederate flags in states that didn't exist during the fucking Confederacy?" Yeah, should be a law against that. I think. Mm-hmm. That sounds like fucking collusion with the foreign government. Yeah. Shout out Syria. I mean, I, yeah, man. I, it's, 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 international shit's always super sad and super frustrating. It's always above, most people don't think past themselves to even start contemplating it. Yeah. But there's something bothering me about the fact that, like, they could, they used, uh, gases on yeah. dozens of, possibly hundreds of, of their citizens so he sent start bombing shit mm. but it's like all the all the school shootings and mass shootings and the things that have been happening in this country that I would equate like you know it would they have sent like and then like we po- we literally gassed people at Standing Rock we literally yeah. poisoned people in Flint, Flint Michigan, Michigan still today yeah. right now but there's no 
agno- not even no acknowledgement of the that being an atrocity and that being problematic. A huge issue. There is a blatant. I remember Trump. Trump was proud. Claimed like the access pipeline was one of the proud moments of his presidency so far. Psycho. And it's like that's where I'm torn about Lorraine right now. The steel mill is like getting back operational, but the See? only thing they make is pipes for fracking. Cool, but like the world's what gonna town get is dead up. now. Like, like who's, um, who's drinking like, poison water? Back, like that was the whole thing. Was like he's like, oh, we're gonna bring back the coal mines, and it's like the reason why that's a failing business because there's alternative methods for yeah. energy that are better. Like the, you could give those people jobs if you focused efforts on. Yeah, putting shit other places instead yeah. of just saying inflammatory shit and mm-hmm. then fucking. So that's where I'm trying to get. I'm trying to abstract that mindset into the, just the toxic masculinity that I have and we all have is looking at that as and just like objectifying women or just like having sex without care. Looking at that as like running on fossil fuels and like coal and mm. like. I don't know. It's hard to like. I, I, I I'm very. I'm too protective of my spirit, and I need to be. I need to stop looking at it as like a a, a depletable resource mm. because I'm I'm so restrictive of it because I'm like I might not I might need this later. I can't give this can't out give it up all willy nilly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I look at it the same way. I have. I don't have a ton of money. Let me see if I can <laughs> help you with this. Because no, I feel like uh, as I always look at like. Uh, and internal intrinsic values is like it's like a gas gauge like you Mm -hmm. said it's like a fossil fuel but imagine if instead you were driving a tesla and you had regenerative braking Mm. and and that braking is being aware of fucking problematic behaviors and Mm -hmm. adjusting them and that that plugging yourself into the wall your that version of that is what white feminists call being woke which is not that uh and what i think being woke is is being like okay i'm what can i do today to fucking help everybody mm-hmm. how can i bring us all together and i feel like as jokesters intentionally or not we do that every day mm-hmm. some people do it better than others some people are darker with it but it's all a part of what we can give and what we have is is this thing that where we fucking spit shit out into the world and make people feel something. Mm. And I think we're all doing our part responsibly to fucking use that for good and not for evil. Mm -hmm. And that's all we really like. If you're creative, which is what we do. We talk to creatives on this program. Yeah. If you're creative, all you can do is give back what you give. Yeah. And I can't fucking, I don't write laws. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) I, I, I I don't even write jokes. <laughs> I Jay Z this shit, bitch. Um, yeah, man, no, that that makes a ton of sense. Um, and it is just slowly, just like I said, shifting the the what I'm drawing my energy from, or what you know, instead of oh, weed comedy term. women, let's go, uh, let's go like weed comedy and love, or like weed comedy and care. You and know care. what I'm saying? Like, because uh, I. The way people describe love, like romantically, mm-hmm. when they fall for someone, is what I felt for comedy, and even as dumb as that sounds. Um, so I've cheated on comedy with women, women, and then like, but wouldn't commit. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like I, I don't know. I, it's hard to be like oh, I'm a womanizer, but not in a relationship. So it's still just that behavior. I see what you're saying. So I'm like, I'm very much like upfront. 
I would like uh, one toppy, please. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that's, you know, that can that comes off very disrespectful. Uh, a lot of times, and it it's it's when and it is like that. And no, it is blowjobs off of like a like a Burger King menu. Yeah, yeah, it's, bad. It, it's very disrespectful. <laughs> but it is it it's is hard to. I mean, we kind of talked about this earlier. The the your self worth. Yeah. Demeaning or devaluing someone's self worth. It's like, oh, you don't. If just because yeah. I don't value you doesn't mean you don't have value. I'm, like I said, abstracting it to race helps me understand the dynamic a lot. When I was watching everything happen with the elections and with Trump and stuff like that going up, and I saw this sea of white people just go, what's race in America? And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean what's race in America? It's because the- it's it, and it's and it goes so much more deeper than just skin color. It's your upbringing. It's your class. Like, And Wilson, those things have been defined by the fucking system that we're trapped in now yeah. which is the same system but they that don't, fucking but but their definitions are based on what the system had created and not the personal experience mm-hmm. mm. you know what i mean like teach ev- like like that and that's the kind of thing where it's like my girlfriend now we kind of always have a conversation about it like when we have kids like how are we going to raise these kids cuz i want them to know that they're puerto rican yeah and she wants them aborted <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's her choice. Um, no, but that's a real that's a real thing. Like, yeah, that's like that's a conversation we have where she's like worried about what I'm gonna say to those kids too because they're gonna be half white, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that creates a whole different dynamic. Yeah, man. I mean, especially upbringing. like my nephews and niece go to a predominantly white school. Like, good for them. They're you know, which is great. like it's great. Like it's quote unquote safer for them. But they're culturally endangered. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that, that that lack of knowledge of yourself, knowledge of yourself, and, and like you know you. And it's almost kind of scary because then you dealt you deal with cultural identity and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So it's 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 interesting to see it kind of play out within them and like trying to figure out ways to because I I you know I'm Hispanic but I don't. I identified most with being an American, like growing up, I was like, oh, I don't, you know, I, I remember pepper alleys at, at Southview, there would be like, it'd be pepper alley for the school, but it would be around like a Trinidad de la Hoya fight. So there'd be all the Puerto, <laughs> kids, all the Puerto yeah, Rican kids would have flags. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was always that. And I'm like, oh, that, that never, I never felt that pull towards the, 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 my Hispanic cultural identity, yeah. huh. but more and more, the identity I felt firm in that American identity feels so frayed now. It, it, it's what I was. It's it's like well, this is what I am, and it's like oh shit, I don't, I don't know if this is what I thought it was, you know? Yeah. Um, and I've been reading. I've read a lot of like James Baldwin. I forget who the dude. This book I'm reading now is called The Making of an Un-American, and it's just like this Jewish dude who wound up expatriating. And he's being un-American as a citizen of the world instead of just yeah. being here and being isolated within, within that means. And hearing that description, you're like, oh, well, that's a person of color. It was a Jewish dude. Yeah. Who was who came to those realizations. Jews aren't white. Exactly. But <laughs> they all like looking at them. They are. So that's what that's what the that that's that's the thing that makes it a mindset for me. Yeah. Uh, and then James Baldwin has a great great quote that like uh whiteness is a state of mind and black is a condition i can't change my condition yeah you can change your mind what was it the one time you guys were hosting the shows at the nash 
uh, what the fuck was his name? He was a comic who was in town. Nori right? Davis. Nori Davis. Nori. Yeah. Nori's amazing. Nori man. Davis. He had it. Shout he had out. The same thing where he was talking about because uh, I had actually run into him. We had had a conversation. Yeah. Without knowing we were going to see each other later, I was down there covering the RNC for for pressure, and he was down there doing something for an internet website. Yeah. He did what I'd wanted to do on stage. Yeah. Where it was like, and he was talking about these Blue Lives Matter protesters at Black Lives Matter, and then he goes, Blue Lives Matter, and it, He's like, how does what is how does that counteract? Because that only means that they put that uniform on that day. Yeah. I this I can't take this off. Yeah, like I, I'm black all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's a like, condition. It's, yeah, and it's it's the awareness of of or the lack of awareness that that's a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I can get white people's frustrations because it's just like, well, if you're not gonna tell me, how am I gonna know? And if I'm not gonna know, I'm not gonna give a fuck. So it's like it feeds into itself. So that and that's where kind of just the the there's, you know, I don't think white and black are inherently toxic or or, or good or bad either way. I don't it's the same thing with masculinity and femininity. I don't think. It, but once you apply ego to any of them is when it can become toxic. Ramon Rivas is on the program. If you haven't figured it out, let's teach these devils. Um, we're nearing the conclusion of our broadcast, but before we go, we were just talking last episode about uh, the the covert racism of uh, Northeast Ohio. The fucking mm-hmm. the secretive fucking. This is the North, like it's always. Yeah. There's never been anything here, but yeah. the thinking. fucking the cloak of like of racism that is like oh no hoodies. Mm-hmm. No colors. Oh yeah, no we, yeah yeah yeah. We were telling everyone about this when fucking you and Jay were at the thing. Yeah, yeah. And they wouldn't let a fucking the nigga from Saturday Night yeah, Live multi millionaire. The dude, <laughs> dude they see every fucking weekend right? between twelve and mm-hmm. one. That's in the why morning, we're a red state. Like, oh you, <laughs> yeah, you have a hat on. They were like, uh, they were like no ripped jeans. And he had the littlest little ripped jeans in his like five hundred dollar. And then meanwhile, like the dude told us that, and there's dudes, white dudes with just huge rips, and like I could see their whole leg. And it's like, all right, cool. So we go across the street. Oh no, hoodies. It's cold outside. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> oh no, hoodies. So I'm like, all right. So we keep walking, and my friend bartender at that bar, she she ran out. She's like, hey, come in. And I was like, oh, they told us no hoodies. She's like, no, she brought us in. And we go in, and literally. There's eight dudes with hoodies. Most of them were white. Some of them were Indian. <laughs> uh, and then it's like, all right, cool. So Texas Jimmy Graham, he came and met us up. He had a hoodie on. I'm like, oh, this is. I'm like, they say anything to you? I'm like, they say anything to you at the door? He's like, no. I'm like, okay. And like, so as much as I love Cleveland and I like to try to make yeah. sure people I'm hanging out with have a good time, I was so embarrassed. So and I was, and that, that was me too. trying to like. My comfort zone is I would probably just go to ABC. We wound up just going to ABC, yeah, right? dive bar. We had fun. Yeah, but it's like But that. it's like trying to show people the good, like, oh, this is the dance club area. Here's the secret bad right up your ass. Yeah. Remember that time? We did that show in Lorraine at that fucking, or no, it was in Elyria at that fucking weird ass bar. Yeah. And they had the fucking sign right in the front. No hoodies, no gang colors. Mm-hmm. Then the lady had like a 20 minute conversation with me about like, yeah, we don't really want that kind of stuff in here, you know, because, you mm-hmm. know, blah, blah, blah. And blah. It's, it's super funny because at that bar my friend was at that they tried to turn us away because of hoodies. Yeah. It was like half empty. And it's like the way downtown works, people will come in, buy a shot or a drink and be like, all right, this is whack. Let's go yeah. to another bar. Let's get out so of you're just turning down money because you don't want people with hoodies. Yeah. 
But you wink, have these wink. people with hoodies is. Right? So it's like, it's just a thin veil to just make it acceptably racist, but yeah. without saying it's racist, but it's it is kind of racist. It's a, uh, and then it, it plays out, it plays out in different ways. Like I, there's, I remember I was hanging up flyers for, uh, Accidental Comedy Fest a few years ago when it was in Lakewood uh. and I hung it up at like a uh, rec center on Lorraine and the it's a bunch of people playing they came over like, what's that for I'm like oh it's for a music and comedy festival up the street they're like oh word they're like that sounds dope and I was like yeah it's all ages you guys can come but they're like oh cool 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 and they're like oh it's in Lakewood Nah, we can't go to Lakewood they fuck with us there and they're all black kids really yeah. and they're you know what I'm saying so that's a real like even though it's like then that year at the fest, I'm standing there and I'm looking and it's like literally only like 5% black people came. Yeah. And it's not that I wasn't trying to appeal to any. Not like last year, I was very proud of the fact that like it was effortlessly diverse in the sense that there were white and black male and female headliners without it being like a, a goal or whatever. It's yeah. just like, these are the funny people. These are people I've met. You in my trying travels. to make a death jam yeah. section. I just want it to, to be that. like something that you can come enjoy regardless. Like every show had a nice mix. Every show was all funny, mm. which is more important than any mix, but it's <laughs> very, it's, when you have that wide of a uh, crop to pull from, there's no reason for it to be all one thing. I'm always so blown away when I do shows in LA and I'm the lone diversity. Like I was used to it here in Cleveland because it's yeah. such a small scene, but there it's just jarring. I would think different if I went to LA. I think I think in New York the shows would be more diverse. As well, no, LA, I, mean, I think I would see mostly white comics. Yeah, I mean, but that's just that's just what they book. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's, there's tons of, there's, I mean, there's so many shows in LA now that are just, there's all women shows now, which yeah. you fucking like, I'll go and just hang with Marcella Arguello who came into the festival. Yeah. She, yeah. Amazing. She found my phone. Shout out. I yeah. love her. She's super dope. Cool when she found my yeah. phone, oh my God, I would have hugged her yeah, if she, she wasn't yeah. so tall. I couldn't reach but, up And like, there. she's, so she's got a killer show that's every Wednesday called Women Cross Wednesdays. And it's dope to like, there's, it's all women and there's diversity yeah. within that. So it's just like. It's refreshing, man. Like, I'll just go up even when I don't have shows. I just, when it was at Nerd Mode, I just go up there on a go Wednesday and watch, you know, like, not for, there's no inherent bent. Like, most shows in LA, people go and watch because they want to try to get on. Get and on it's like, well, I'm not, just I'm not a woman. I can't get on the show. I'm just watch. like, this is, I'm just, like I said, I like, it's nice when it's the other way. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's so, and like, so I'm like, I, I appreciate that. It's like saying a new TV show or something. Yeah. Say. It's like, it's cool. It's just, it's just cool. Like you had one hobby for a minute, and then you just keep <laughs> yeah. Moving, yeah. Well, Ramon, you've been a wonderful guest. Thanks, man. Uh, straight from fucking South by Southwest to the award-winning best podcast <laughs> in the motherfucking world. Teach these devils. The 30 to f- winner of the thirty to forty listen podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's eighty to sixty now, my nigga. We up uh-uh. there. But uh, let me just ask you before we go, since I got you here. Yeah. What's next for Ramon? You're going back to La La Land. Uh, yeah, I go. I'm on the road a little bit this summer. Uh, people can go to blazerramon.com. Um, I, I'm popping around. I'll be mostly out west. Um, and then I, in August, I'm going to do the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in Scotland. Hell yeah! Uh, oh, shit. Uh, which I'm pretty proud of that. Get yourself um, an Iron Brew. Yeah, I'll be doing. I'll be doing like an hour every night out there. So that's what I'm working on over the summers, getting that ready. Amazing. Um, and then you know, I I think I might be the first person from Cleveland to ever go to it, or you know, like you know, like I, it's. 
even if people don't like me, I hope people can be proud of me. Because <laughs> um, it's just like I'm a I'm a I come from poor people. You know what I'm saying? Like depending on your perspective, yeah. Uh, they're wonderful people to me. They're the fuel for everything I do. I come from come from poverty. I did my own thing. I'm still just I'm still in poverty, but it's like the thing you know. But you're working. But I'm working. So. Uh, and then I come back for Accidental Comedy Fest, which will be Labor Day week, August 29th. Tell us a secret. This is an award-winning podcast. What uh, do you got on tap? Uh, is Norm McDonald confirmed? Huh? Is no. Norm- uh, oh, um, so for the festival so far, uh, <laughs> I have Sean Patton, uh, who's fantastic. Uh, Billy Wayne Davis. Shout out. Janelle James. Oh, my God. Uh, who's got a Netflix special coming out. Uh, Deb DiGiovanni, who just did uh, Conan. Um, and I won't name the rest of them because they haven't. Oh, Doug Benson's coming and doing Doug's uh, movies no. again. Um, and that's all, all I'll say for now because I don't. What know. is Doug Loves Movies? Is that a podcast? It's a podcast. podcast. There's no, that's that can't be because there's yeah. no other podcasts. No, yeah, obviously it's it's, it's a new thing they're trying. <laughs> they better uh, stop. But it's pretty, it's pretty popular. Uh, he came and did it last year and had a really good time. Well, you've been on that a couple times. Yeah, I've been yeah, on a couple few, times. Actually. So uh, it's cool. You know, it's just cool to like he was willing to come out and do it here just because I've done it before. Yeah. yeah. And he had a really good time in Cleveland. Like he hung out. Like he came in the night before. He kicked it. Like yeah. he was at hilarities. Like. Late, like kicking, kicking it, it with people and like access, super accessible to That's everybody. Awesome. And like, he had a really good time. He was like, when I was doing his uh, weed YouTube show, Getting Dug with High, he was like, Oh, I gotta come back to Cleveland. I was like, Yeah, okay, it's <laughs> wonderful. So, it's you know, it's cool to just my uh, weird uh, romanticism for Cleveland kind of it's it's it stuck the, to him. The, com- the, com- the comedy festival is my way to. Validate that to kiss like, Cleveland yeah. on the mouth with consent. Yeah, you know, and just let them know that like you're beautiful, you know. And people, it's cool to change people's perception of the city just little by little through bringing them here and showing them that people are dope. That's beautiful. Way through then through uh, sport, then through what Dan Gilbert wants. No, I mean, and there's nothing. I don't think like I always compare it to sports, just in the sense of like if I could get ten percent of the least attended Indians game. I would have a successful comedy. It's a huge oh, win. Yeah. No, that's and a that's such answer. a small number of things. And it's like, it's just as, I feel like it's just as civically engaging. You drink at the game, you have fun with your friends. And then if they win, you feel great. If they lose, you probably feel bad, but you had a good time with your friends. Right. And comedy's all that same thing, except there's no winning and losing. It's just like the yeah. enjoyment. We just got to figure choice. out how to tailgate that <laughs> shit. Yeah. And that's, maybe I'll set up a tailgate. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to figure out just how to make the, experience of of the festival in Cleveland like I want it in like five years to be like huge and inverted South by Southwest where South by Southwest is music and then comedy and all this other shit it's like I I can very easily see it block off all of 4th Street have shit in all those venues it's awesome you know like but it's it's slow growth to that it's getting the city behind it it's figuring out how to connect with people because it is so Spread out spectrum, people in Lorraine yeah. don't drive out to so it's trying to figure out how to get them to feel like it is a sport, but you know that happens through young cats uh, like you doing dope shit and connecting, you know, politic and kissing babies and you know, making that, those. I love kissing babies right mm-hmm. on the cheek. I don't I care white politics, babies, heavy. black babies, I'll kiss them all. 
Yeah. As long as you vote for me, you piece of shit. Vote for James Earl Brassfield. 2020. Ah. 2020. James Earl Brassfield, Wilson Rivera's the vice. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, gonna... won't, I won't be running because I'll immediately be shamed out of office. <laughs> <laughs> no, that doesn't. Have you heard? <laughs> Nothing is sacred anymore. <laughs> Wait till they find out about me. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I killed some. No, no, you know what? Thank you, Ramon, for being on. It worked out perfectly. We've been trying to get Ramon in secret for a couple moons, but it worked out swimmingly. And now he's off to fucking on his magic sandwich to fucking <laughs> go joke some more, baby. Ramon Rivas, thank you yeah. so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on the cast, bro. That about wraps it for Teach These Devils. Yeah, y'all better uh, keep listening and uh, learn. Wilson, I love it. Here we go. Tissue doubles out. Bang, 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 bang,